start off. And welcome back to another episode of Underdog. This will be episode number nine. I know we've been a has been a bit of a, a big break in between episodes, but your boy's been busy, man. It is what it is. But today we got a real special guest, man. He's a he's a he's a dear friend of mine. Well, I like to call you. Are we friends? We're dear friends. Yeah, we're, we're dear friends, man. We've got a good dear friend here today, and uh, I'm really excited to just uh, dive into what he's really going to talk about. And but um. But before that, just a little bit about yourself there, Drew. Uh, what's your story, mate? Where are you from? What are you up to? Where from? Where am I from? I'm from Sydney. I was born in Sydney, grew up in many places around New South Wales, but uh-huh. back in Sydney, the best place on the planet. Yeah, yeah oh, indeed. 100%. So um, I guess we're here to talk about my, my story, mm. like in terms of um, my business story. Um, so I've been running my business, Quantum, which is a digital media agency, for almost 16 years now. So what a journey that's been. Nice, bro. Jesus. So, yeah. So I've been running, um, yeah, Quantum. So um, we do a mix of things. We do web design. We do digital marketing. Um, we do anything digitally related to marketing. So SEO, social media, paid advertising, uh, I guess whatever is, is the Jesus. new thing in terms of digital uh-huh. that actually really drives ROI. Oh, wow. so, so you've been yeah. doing that for 16 years almost 16 years yeah oh man that's that's oh i dig that as i told you before bro like uh, to have someone on that's been doing it for so long so you're doing uh, the entrepreneurship thing before it got sexy and stuff yeah. a lot of people they they do that now just so they can just chuck it on the instagram bio i find that's they, true and, yeah and then they just chuck a hashtag influencer next to it and they mate they're all good to go but you've been doing the grind for 16 years now and um has there been like huge change oh absolutely so we Business Quantum started in 2004. Um, I was doing this kind of work since the year 2000. And you sort of think about Google, it was only end of 1997 that Google started. So that's really kind of, Google is really the foundation of the internet and launching forward. So um, I've been doing this, yeah, pretty much three years after. When did you start? Three years after, so you started on the 2000s? So I I started getting into this industry and working in the year 2000 and started Quantum in 2004. Yeah, so yeah, really just three years after Google. not much existed in the internet before. Yeah, I was right? say. Just porn. Yeah, so absolutely. Back then with a search engine, no matter what you typed in, it could be religion or whatever, you would end up on a porn page. Oh, yeah. Are you so, oh absolutely. Everything was like that back then. There was nothing real that you could actually search on and find so, what you geez, wanted to, that to look for. Crazy so. man. Yeah. Oh far out. Well, did, did you always were you always into like uh, what got you into this? Uh, what got me into it? Were you always I, a techie? Or was it? No, not at all. Like I, um, I kind of resisted tech to be honest with you. Back then, it was like too nerdy, and it was like it wasn't cool to be in tech. No, right? wasn't, it wasn't. No, no. So <laughs> was I was kind of resisting that. I was always such a social person. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to be sort of around cool kind of environments. Uh, and my background, as you may recall, is uh, certainly um, in more of the entertainment yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um. So I was, yeah, and then I started working for a telecommunications company in sales there, um, and they had one of their teams there was involved in the internet side of things, like providing internet services, and one of the the channels they offered was build your own website. So I started playing around with that so my sales team could sell it, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, this is really cool. I had a lot of fun building websites. So that's back in the days when you had little fireballs going across the, uh, yeah. the page, and you thought, yeah, I've got an awesome website because I've got fireballs going across there. Yeah, bro. So, uh, yeah, that's, so, that's um, true. Right? <laughs> bro, it's funny now. Like, if you think about like uh, just creating a website, it's so easy to make a website now like, compared to, obviously, when you first started up. Oh, absolutely. We've yeah. been a lot of coding and shit that went into it, eh? Like, yeah, 
everything was pure oh, code. Like now, you yeah. just buy a Shopify account, mate, and you just fucking, it's all preset for you, you know? You just got to pick here and there. Well, that's crazy, man. You actually put it together really quickly. So um, yeah. it's something that's already templated if you don't want too much in terms of design. Yeah. You could throw a website together in half a day. Jeez, well, what about your website? You, what do you got? What are you under? Do you just make your own one? Um, yeah, so we, look, we only launched our new website just about two weeks ago, um, yeah. and we built on a platform called LimeCube. Yeah. Um, and that very much is a drag and drop interface and do everything oh, inside. Nice. So whereas we used to just custom build absolutely everything, we would take... 100 hours to build something like that like i think we still spend a reasonable amount of time because i think we've got about 500 pages now on our mm -hmm. website um so obviously that takes time if you've got 500 yeah. pages but yeah, it's it. like much much faster now oh, to build that's things. crazy man oh i like that bro because it's funny because like um, a lot of people that are listening are like uh, a lot of them probably thinking about starting their own business or a lot of them are actually in the process of starting their own business or even just trying to scale um, I read, I think it was, I read it on, mate, that trusty Google, eh? those Googles, <laughs> mate, I read, I read something, like, it was like, over 20% of a startup business or small business that fail within the first uh, first year of starting. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, how, did you, on your first year, like, what was that like? Was there a lot of uh, adversity you had to come over, or was there a lot of challenges? Uh, so, when I first started my company, I actually started it part-time, and I was working for Hewlett Packard there. I managed the customer operations yeah. um, within Sydney, and I had started my business, and I was, like, running that sort of a bit on the side. Um, yeah. I had a lot of flexibility in that role, so working ridiculously long hours, but I could sometimes work from home, so occasionally I'd go out to see customers, but a lot of the time you're just talking to them on the phone and you'd never meet yeah. them. Um, so I started that to build a small customer base, and at the same time, I was saving really hard from my wages, from, from my full-time job, I was saving like fairly hard to go, okay, I need to have a bit of a base as, as a, um, to support myself so that if things don't go well business-wise, yeah. I can sort of fall back on that in like the early that. days. Uh -huh. um, so, because I don't come from a background of money, my parents never had much money, I didn't have anyone to fall back on should things not work well, so mm. I needed that. Um, so, it was it was a challenge, like, because I, I woke up one day and I was thinking, like, I'm still doing this and I haven't made the jump. So, I think yeah. I was probably about 14, 18 months into my business, still running part-time. Part-time. And thinking, like, I'm still working full-time, haven't fully committed myself to my business. And I woke up one day and I thought, you know what, I've got to make a clear decision here. Yeah. I need to either decide to just accept this full-time job with the security that's coming that wasn't paying very well, and I had a lot of responsibility. I, I should have been paid significantly more. Um, or I've just got to make the leap mm -hmm. um, and actually go out into business and quit. So I just thought, you know what, clear decision, bang, and I, I resigned um, that day. Right. So. Yeah, so, so you made the jump. I was like, what? Made just... the jump, yeah. So that first year um, was great. I didn't touch a single dollar that I had saved up at all, um, and I actually just started growing. Were you profitable in the first year? Yeah, I was Usually. profitable in the first year. Yeah. Shame. Yeah, Jeez. so I had built, but that's the first year after I'd gone full time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'd still had that 14, 18 months to yeah. um, have a little bit of a customer base to go there. So yeah, certainly I tightened my belt and I wasn't very social. Um, I didn't go out and spend a lot. But like in saying that, I was working like 90 hours a week. Um, actually, I worked 90 hours a week for the first eight years of my business, Jeez. consistently. What? So um, See, that's what people yeah. don't see, eh? They, they, they see the nice, pretty side of uh, running your own business, you know? <laughs> you chuck all these nice photos in your suit and stuff. 
But a lot of them, they don't actually see that initial grind that you. How many hours were you doing a week? Did you ninety. Say? Yeah. Oh, and, and not, know, not sometimes many. ninety. It was like every week was oh, ninety. Shit, for I don't even know there was that many so. hours in a week. Man. <laughs> Here you are, fucking grinding it out, eh? Yeah. And um, what, dude? Would you credit a lot of your work ethic to the fact that you did grow up? Not um, you know, the, your parents didn't have much, and you sort of had to earn every dollar you had to go for. Or? That's a hard one. It's a really hard one to say. I've questioned that a lot too, because yeah. like you hear a lot of really successful people. It's the diversity that's pushed mm, them forward. Mm. So I don't really know if that's the case. Um, I, I've kind of always been fairly self-sufficient in terms yeah. of doing things myself. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, my parents aren't business people, not at all. Yeah. Um, so I certainly haven't gotten that from there. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, I've just decided no, that enough. I need to put that, that effort in. Um, no, that's to get exactly what I it. Do, yeah. well, well, whatever it was, man. Like, uh, mm. To me, I, I, I don't know who it was, but it says like uh, you are a product of your environment. And um, and that's why you see a lot of uh, those uh, success stories. Uh, I don't know what it is, man. I'll be watching a YouTube clip and uh, someone will pop up in an ad and it'll say, oh, mate, I started from nothing. I was broke. I was homeless. You know, a lot of it, I, I think a lot of it is just for show, you know, there's a lot of sort of just to show people that are listening, hey, I can relate to where you are. Absolutely. But yeah. um, there's actually people out there that actually sort of, they made it because of that. Like, you know, even the, like the likes of Grant Cardone, who I know you're a big fan of. Yeah, huge You know, fan like her, her story is crazy. Yeah, well, he was a drug addict and he was, well, and even like The Rock, he was nearly homeless and stuff, but to see them build their stuff like that. So even to Incredible. see it in a sort of, a, more of a, more of a, I wouldn't say more of a micro level in someone like yourself, you know, who didn't really have much and um, to come out on top of that. For 16 years though, that's the thing, hey, like that's a long time, man. <laughs> it's a long time, yeah. Hey, um, what, what's your, uh, what was the lowest point of your 16 years so far? Um, <laughs> the lowest point, there's absolutely been a few, probably where we had a major client who, who gave us about 80% of our revenue um, annually, and we lost 90% of that in six months. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I... Um, really seriously thought we we're going to go bankrupt um, because that's a massive revenue drop. Oh, um, that's heaps. So yeah, yeah. so I um, and I, I was thinking I was really, really low for a while there, like like a lot of depression, like going through that stage and thinking, how am I going to kind of survive this? Um, and I think I normally, I guess I tend to have mostly a really positive attitude, yeah, yeah. and I don't let anything defeat me. Mm-hmm. So while it hit me hard for a while, like probably for a couple of months, there's still that part of me that was clawing out and just yeah. going, look, I'm not gonna let this defeat me. So I was just, I took a point where I took a step back and go, okay, what have I done wrong yeah. to get me to this point? So I always knew it was a risk to have a client that um, gave yeah. us that much of Huge revenue. Jump right there. Um, yeah, but the point is you don't go, okay, well, that's too much. I'm gonna back off with a <laughs> client. Yeah, and, um, so yeah, so I, I took a step back and I realized that the market had changed a lot. Like platforms like WordPress and Squarespace and Wix mm. had also forced the market to change a lot too. Yeah. So. Whereas we used to do everything boutique in terms of the build, everything was custom build. Um, and it's not that profitable. Like you'd spend massive numbers of hours to build yeah. something completely custom for a client that would suit their marketing needs. Uh-huh. Um, but then you got WordPress and, and, um, <laughs> and Squarespace where you could set things up very, very quickly and easily. Yeah. Um, and they didn't actually meet people's marketing needs. Mm-hmm. But the point is your average person didn't realize that. And so all they'd understand is, okay, I can get a website over here for $1,000. Yep. 
um, you're charging ten thousand yeah, dollars um, and yeah. wouldn't understand that. So as, whereas we could have with that ten thousand dollar website we could have given them a return on investment within one to two months. Like in yeah. terms of, whereas that $1,000, probably after 12 months, they're still not getting um, yeah, very much of a return. Yeah, that's it. But your average person didn't know that, didn't have a salesperson. Um, I was too busy in the business to actually really be able to sell that properly as well. Mm -hmm. um, and didn't enjoy sales, to be honest with you, that yeah. much. No, so, um, yeah, so, but look, anyway, I took that step back and I started to really change, work on changing our business model pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, and also to come up with other solutions for um, channels for how we approach um, selling to our clients as well. So, uh, and it took a while, like it took yeah. probably a good three years to properly recover to a point of where I wasn't constantly stressed that I was gonna go bankrupt. Um, but I mean, the business model, generally speaking, yeah. now is a, is a lot tighter, yeah. um, and we're able to to over, uh, turn out um, different work for our clients a lot faster than we could before. So, and we've gotten to a point of two where we're still providing a solution that is much better to the average person. Yeah. Um, that the average WordPress person at home that doesn't actually have a team behind them, they're just doing everything themselves. Yeah. Mm. Oh, bro, I like that, eh? Hey? Yeah. So, like, even now, like, if you, if, if you were to, like, fast forward now, what is your, like, your percentage of how much marketing do you do compared to everything else? Is, is that a big part of <laughs> your marketing and your sales? We were speaking about this before. Yeah, but, it's, um, um so we do a lot of marketing for our clients, not enough for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I've been working on probably in the last few months. Mm -hmm. Like, even still, constantly evolving and trying to improve who you are and how you pitch yourself. So, constantly starting to do a lot more marketing for ourselves uh -huh. um, and to pitch our products a lot more nice. and to get out there a lot more so oh, yeah like and even from a sales perspective like we've talked before um i spent a lot of time this year researching and listening to grant cardone yeah. the master of sales oh, um, yeah to learn a lot more techniques to get out of there and, it, and it's helped me go from a perspective i think a lot of people think of sales as a dirty word mm -hmm. um, and i kind of did feel that before but i think it's perception it's how you look at it so I've had a complete refreshed perception, refreshed percep. <laughs> We're gonna cut this bit yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> Damn that alcohol we drank earlier. Yeah. So uh, I've refreshed my perception of yeah. sales. So I'm looking at it from a different perspective mm. now, understanding that we do provide a, like a really good quality product that brings a really high return on investment. Like we have, we have digital marketing campaigns that for every dollar of someone spending, we're getting a $117 return. Far so, um, and That's it's a crazy return. It's a crazy return, right? So it's it's definitely in the smaller percentage, it depends, yeah. but an, a more average percentage is around for every dollar spend about 50 to a $70 return. Shh, bro, so, that alone, that yeah, so that's pretty high, right? So, um, so thinking about that and actually thinking about what well, we're doing a disservice to the people for them not choosing us mm -hmm. and going with someone that probably isn't giving them a return. Like, yeah. We were talking to um, a dental practice the other month and he was spending $3,000 a month and not getting a single new patient in a month. Like I think for that $3,000 a month, he got one new patient in three months. Um, and that new patient's worth about $300 for yeah, them, right? So, like, yeah. so he spent $9,000 to get $300. Like oh. we would get that $300 within the first week yeah. um, for uh -huh. someone. So 
I, I would be ashamed if we didn't get a, yeah, one yeah, new patient even in the first week. Yeah. And it's and it snowballs, right? The more work you do, the more they get. So, um, so thinking about that and thinking about the value that we can actually give to yeah. um, to people has been hugely um, sort of. Mo- it's always been motivational for me, yeah. but it's also changed my mind in sales and getting out yeah. there. So, That's exactly and, and it. sales, you need to have good sales um, mm. to actually grow your business. Yeah, that's hundred um, percent. Yeah, and not not to be constantly stressed about a business yeah. financially. Small bit. Most small businesses will have great degrees of stress financially yeah, all yeah, the big time. time eh? So yeah. Well, that's it. No, hundred percent. Especially on the sales front, eh? That is a dirty. <laughs> I I used to think that's a dirty word, eh? It was sales. When you think sales, I always see those sort of guys. They just uh, don't really care about the product. They just see the commission, you know. And then they'll just go push anything, yeah. push anything on anyone. And you know, you, you push enough, someone will just say yes, just to tell you to fuck off, really. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, but like uh, to see it from that standpoint, when you truly believe in your product. Well, obviously, you talk with so much passion behind your product, and I know you do believe in your product. It must come a lot easier, eh, knowing that, hey, you know, you are, you, the reason you are selling this product is because you truly believe it, and you yeah, know absolutely. it will help them in the long run. Yeah, and look, it's not just that I believe in it. We have so many success stories that yeah. we're getting people to that, so it's like the data that sits behind the belief yeah, as well. Yeah, that that's home. exactly yeah. it. Uh, it mm. shows. So, because um, I read, because I read, I've been doing a lot of reading lately, I've got a lot of time on my hands. Uh, there's, I think it was Jim Rohn. You see, like, uh, your income is directly related to your philosophy rather than the economy. What's your philosophy? Look, I, I would agree to that to, to, to a great degree. I was talking to someone the other day and they said, look, what are the things that worry you? Like, they, like global warming, mm-hmm. GFC, etc." And I thought, I don't actually worry about GFC, that style of thing. So firstly, when... What's, the, what's GFC? The, the global financial crisis oh, okay, that we yeah, had. Yeah. Um, years ago so my business um, grew by 100% within the GFC previously like when a lot of other businesses were suffering and I I just didn't what focus do you credit on that it. to? Um, providing good product back then like going overboard with, with customer service to, to, to constantly try and deliver the best product nice. to the clients and not just be focused on what I was getting paid mm-hmm. actually focus on getting results for clients so um and so for the first eight years of the business, business grew every year 50 to 100% year on year, just purely of word of mouth without any salespeople at all. So Word of mouth, um, damn. Yeah, so that's, I, I think that was the passion and the commitment. So I, I can't say that the, the profits were like, uh, the mar- profit margins were fantastic, but there was that growth um, yeah. constantly. So there's a huge amount is, is attributed to that. So I don't actually think that you need to consider global financial crisis is right yeah. you need to consider well what can i do as a business to adapt yeah. um, to provide something that will help me through that period so yeah. whereas if you if you continue to focus on something that is going to be affected by the economy yeah of, of course yeah, it will be affected it. right uh-huh. so that's exactly but it. i think you can't focus on the negativity of that yeah. too people will always be buying mm. you just have to find the right thing to sell that's them. it and or adjust your product in a way that will yeah. provide them value for that yeah so that's it. A lot of it comes down to who's first to adapt to everything that's happening around yeah. them. It sounds like you adapted quite well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, look, my, my biggest regret is that I didn't adapt earlier. Yeah. Um, so that I didn't let, that I didn't adapt so that I didn't get to that point of, of huge stress around yeah, at that point but, in time. But that's, yeah. that's one of the learning oh, lessons of business, right? Oh, bro, yeah. I said everything in retrospect, you know, you can change here and there, but yeah. the fact that, you know, you still, hey, you still came out on top, bro, and well, it was 16 years going strong. For those, <laughs> for those out there who are starting or were thinking of starting a business right now, what would be your biggest advice to them? 
biggest advice is don't think it's easy because a lot of people going into business <laughs> they've gone in thinking I'm a product specialist in this thing they're yeah. good at that in their job for another company mm. but they they lack the understanding there's so many other components you need to think about to run a business not just that in fact sometimes you've got so many other things you've got to worry about you've got to worry about customer service you've got right. to worry about dealing with complaints you've got to worry about invoicing you've got to worry about processes you've got to worry about building your website you've got to worry about all of these things yourself so unless someone's invested a lot of money into you which yeah. how many people um, have that yeah. then you've got to take on a, a many hats so understanding there's going to be a lot of these things that you've got to actually consider and think about take a step back and make mm. sure you probably segment your day into two ways to handle all those things it's a mistake that I've certainly made yeah. over time where I probably, it was only six years ago, I started having one day off a week to work from home, mm -hmm. um, out of the office, no interruptions, to just work on the business. So, How was um, that? oh, look, I, I had had a process that I was struggling to sort in my business for seriously 10 months. I could not find a solution to it. My first business development day when I actually had that, I had a solution in 15 minutes. Jesus. So, and, and I, I don't exaggerate at all. Like, yeah, yeah, it no, really no, no, was okay. just because I was away from distractions and I had time to actually sit down, clear my mind and think about things. So uh -huh. you really need those times and those days to actually think about the business, work on growing the business and, and improving the business, not just working in the business. Yeah. So um, yeah, and don't go in with um, the perception that you're gonna make money overnight. Yeah, that's that's, uh, <laughs> a lot of Bro. people do, they think I'm gonna get rich straight away. Oh, it's, um, yeah. it's an absolute fallacy. It's like you get the occasional people that uh, yeah. make it, but those are really that's the exceptions extremely rare. Rather yeah. than anything else, you know, that's, but I, I got hooked into that uh, get rich uh, <laughs> quick scheme, mate. It got me good, man, because I, uh, I feel like it works because um, a lot of a lot of especially like the way I was in life, I just I was down in like a rut. I just needed money, you know. When someone gives you the promise of, hey man, you, you sign up to this, bro, you'll be a millionaire next week. Yeah. Fuck, it got me good, eh? I went on there, bro. Next thing you know, you're like, like two grand deep, and you're like, fuck, there's nothing returning back, and that just comes down. Now you're exactly right. People um they jump into business because either because like you know they they think it's cool, another one they think oh man it's gonna work straight away. I want to be getting a return next week, but like what I've learned because um. Oh, see, one thing, I'll never call myself an entrepreneur. That's what I always tell my friends. Like, to me, an entrepreneur, they play that high-risk, high-reward game, you know, such as yourself. You know, me, I what I do is I just, you know, I open a store online and I just sell a few things, you know, and, you know, that's that, that's it, really. But but it wasn't until, um yeah, as I, as I was, what, what was I saying? I was getting to something. What you call an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's right. That's what I call an entrepreneur. It's like high-risk, high-reward but um, what I found when I first started off, I was like, bro, it took me a long time to actually start making some money. Yeah, it was like, I can see how people would actually just fall off the wagon, man. It was like, and this is coming from more of like a minimal sort of side of uh, the entrepreneurship. Like, I was only playing with like a couple hundred, a couple grand, but like some people, mate, they're, 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 we're talking tens, twenty thousand uh, dollars. When you started up, well, how, how much how much was uh, uh, look? I didn't need to invest that? much because I started my business from home. It's the mm. kind of business I could start from home. Um, so I had a uh, two-bedroom apartment, lived by myself. Oh, mate, that's um, it. My other bedroom was an office, and I like everything was we then. Every time I talked to a client, it would be we. Because, <laughs> uh, if clients wanted to to meet, I'd go out and see them. So, mm. and most clients would be really happy with that, right? So yeah. I built up a perception perception of we, um, which it did eventually become we. But I figured you have to actually you have to build that up. It's marketing, right? Yeah. So people feel more confident in what they're going to mm. be getting. But I, I fully believed in myself that I, oh, I could do that man. anyway. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's it. Um, so while it's uh, stretching the truth, yeah. um, 
these are the necessary things I think you have to go through. No, um, I, like, yeah, I, I like that. And also, yeah, well, just to sort of pivot away from just uh, pure business, it's still related, but as a as an entrepreneur, like obviously you, you, you'd have your fair share of stress, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, mate, oh, that's probably Constant, an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yep. Because also, like entrepreneurs, there's a lot of uh, you know mental health, you know, a lot of depression that goes around entrepreneurship. And that's something that I don't see people talking enough about. Yeah. But uh, to have you here, like, um, what was it like? You know, obviously, you know, daily, every day was just more of like you, like just putting out fires, really. You know, someone described it like that. Entrepreneurs just putting out fires constantly. Um. Look, it's not always putting out fires. So I think. Yep. 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 So. So it, look, it's not always putting out fires at all. Like you absolutely go through phases like that uh-huh. where it feels like there's fires everywhere, and it just like it feels really overwhelming at that time. But then you go through periods of time, like oh, for ages, yeah. where you have hardly any problems. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and your biggest problems that you're you're complaining about this or that with what's going on. When in in hindsight, they're really small yeah, things. Yeah, like, that's it. So I don't think I don't think that's the case. Important thing is if you're getting hiring staff find the right people, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of stress off you if you can find the right people. And regardless, you will have problems with staff, that's mm. always gonna be the case. If staff were as good as you, then they wouldn't be your staff, yeah, they would go yeah, and st- start another business. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's a big thing for people to remember too. A lot of business owners or managers complain about their staff, not being able to have that level. Yeah. You gotta realize this, you, you don't want someone to have that level, they won't last with you, they'll yep. leave. So mm-hmm. you want people that will last a lot longer with you yep. um, because over time they get more comfortable with everything. It makes your life a hell of a lot better. Oh, like it's, um, it's much better. So I, well, what was the well, question? How, how, do you, how, how do you decompress? <laughs> oh, so how do I decompress? Um, so, that's a point Besides that cut that, out. I was like, about to say, well, that point, yeah. uh, how else do you so, uh, look, that's a tough one. I, the one thing that I have to say is, um, is always remembering things will get better. Yeah, they do. Like as long as you let yourself allow them to get to the point of getting better, things will always get better. So you always keep that in mind when you're stressed, when things seem really, really tough, you get through it. This is a passing phase. Mm. And by knowing that and going through that, it, it always gets a lot better. So I, I've actually had a phase past that one where I said we lost that major client that was actually worse um, than that, like it once stayed. You know what, like my stress was nowhere near as much as that first time. Really? Yeah, because I'd gone through that ride. Yes. I toughened up to that. Yeah. Like I knew that I got through it regardless of how yeah. I felt at the time. And so all I knew is I've got to get in there. I've got to fix this. Um, I've got to get back. And I went through it. So over time, your mental toughness gets better and better because yeah. you always know it's going to get better. And mm. that always makes it easier, right? So um, yeah, so I, I certainly still get phases yeah. where I feel depression because there's so much stress happening, whether it's financial or the staff problems or customer problems or whatever it yeah. may be. Um, but it's it's pretty pretty short-lived yeah. um, and, I, and I get through that. So I guess it's just, it's a mental toughness that you have to develop running the business. Um, so I, I don't think that there's anything, one thing in particular. I exercise every yeah. day, which, which helps. Which helps, yeah, that's um, right. So there's all of that. Um, I, I think it's just really mentally slapping yourself yeah. out of it. Like that first eight years when I said I did 90 hours a week, I absolutely burnt out, I think, two mm. times. But yeah. you know what? I realized I had no choice. I was burning out, like, and I thought, well, I've got no choice. I've got to run a business, yeah. right? Um, and I actually managed to learn to slap myself out of being burnt out. Mm. So I think 
a lot of people think, well, you need to rest, you need to slow down, you need to do all of these things. No, you just need to learn to slap yourself out of yeah, um, that burnout. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's all mental, right? Everything's mental. It's just learning how to deal with it in a better way. And that's things like learn from you, listen to audiobooks, listen yeah. to podcasts, mm -hmm. learn from other people that have gone through those experiences because that'll help you get to a faster point. And I haven't done enough of that in those yeah. first years. Those first eight years, too much immersed in my business instead of actually trying to learn from external sources like a that. bit more to get me to a better point faster. Yeah. Uh, no, you bringing up the externals. Uh, the, uh, what is it? You have been going to uh, quite a few of those. Uh, not quite a few, but you you, uh, you went to the one What's I went to. Was it the one of the Grant Cardone and the success much, resources? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, the yeah. one. Like, so you put a lot of money into your self development. Uh, look, not as much as I should, um, yeah. and I'm starting to change that a lot more. So because it's like. Even this year, like I mentioned, listening to all those audiobooks constantly. So yeah. there's not just the time of what that costs, mm -hmm. it's the time that it takes away. So yeah. like my whole business model is everything that we make money on is, is time-based. It's yeah. not a physical product, right? So if That's I'm true. listening to audiobooks for a half an hour, an hour a day, I could be actually making money at that point in time, but that's a short-term view, yeah, right? That's yeah. a limited view. So I guess li listening to those audiobooks and developing, and it's the right audiobooks, developing those skills means that when I go and have that extra hour, mm -hmm. I might be making double, triple, yes, quadruple yeah, what I would have been making otherwise. So, mm, yeah. Like a yeah. That's it. No, hundred percent. Like take well, one step back, three step forward, sort of thing. Eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the time, you think you are taking away from your own business, but you know it's a better investment going into yourself, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And look, this year, look, even after sixteen years, this is my biggest year of self development ever. Oh, I've been man. so heavily invested because you just need to keep investing into yourself. Mm. And and honestly, if I could tell old self starting yeah. getting into business, I would have been saying from day one. Make sure you're listening to audiobooks. Make sure you're working on self-development oh, at least a little bit every day. Like half an hour on the way to the gym, walking yeah. to the gym, I listen to audiobook. Walking back, I listen to audiobook. Sometimes during my sessions, I'm, I'm listening to an audiobook. Oh, so, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Eh? Going on that, what is the, Drew's, what is Drew's fucking daily, what is your daily rituals? Do you have any daily rituals? Have you like, you structure your day around a particular thing? Do you wake up early? Do you um, meditate? Or so, no, I don't, I don't meditate at all. People say I probably should, but I, you know, I've, I've always thought, well, meditation makes you calm and relaxed and like, gives you that zen or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, one thing that I think's always given me my edge is the fact that I am a little highly strung mm. um, and I've got that extra energy to keep going. So I've always worried that if I do meditate, will that slow me down? Yeah. Um, maybe it will, makes sense. maybe it won't. So yeah, it makes sense. It's, um, yeah, so morning ritual. Normally, um, I'm going to gym. I go to gym six to eight times a week. So first thing in the morning, wake up, um, go to the gym, come back. Well, what time do you wake up? Getting, uh, normally about six. So oh, yeah. Unless I'm with Horace and I'm, I'm doing a boxing session and I have to wake up at about five. So. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so in the morning <laughs> session, so, which is okay. Like it's um, yeah. But you've just got to make sure you're balancing your, your hours, like mm -hmm. um, in terms of sleep. Getting good sleep is yeah, that's important. A big one, hey? But I don't think people talk about you have to have eight hours sleep a night. Mm. I reckon six is enough. Um, yeah. Eight hours, damn. That's 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 a long ass sleep. <laughs> Me, if I personally, I like five five hours, six five hours. Five hours, yeah. But lately, though, you know, you drag it around. You know, the thing about when you're when you're working from home, bro, like you don't have your you don't have there's no urgency to be anywhere. So like, but it's trying. That's the battle in itself is just trying to get up and get your day started, right? Because you can, yeah. if you wanted to, you can stay in bed all day if you wanted to. But like, yeah. it comes down to man, 
you're trying to, I'm trying to instill some good sort of habits within me. Like, yeah, get up at a, at a, at a reasonable time, man. Work yeah. hard throughout the day and then enjoy the rest of the... But, um, but yeah, man, so that's that, that's pretty crazy. So you just you just have your gym session and then yeah, six the hours office. sleep? Yeah, six hours sleep. Get into the office after my gym session. What time are you um, in the office? Around what? Uh, around about nine-ish or so. Yeah? So, um, yeah, about, about nine-ish. Look, I used to get into the office. I used to be in the office at 6.30 every day, like um, mm. a long time ago. I would get up at um, 5, have mm. my gym session and get in there. But that's changed over time. So yeah. I guess probably relaxing a little bit. So oh, right. not having too much of my life, not doing 90 hours a week, basically. Yeah, yeah not <laughs> so, fair enough, man. Yeah. So, um, all right. So from your 16 years, man, fucking, what is the one sort of one... To all those listening, if you could give them one nugget that will sort of, what would I say, you know, help them out or a piece of advice that you've learned through your vast experience of going through ups and downs for this business, what would be one of your uh, top shelf advice, mate? Just always tough it out. Like, Mm. um, you will absolutely get your really tough times in business, um, and everybody does. I guess it's it's understanding everybody goes through that, uh, every small business. Tough it out. Just spend that time working on your business to improve the business mm. so that it's not it's, it's a positive cycle rather than a negative cycle you don't want to be the rat in the in the, the wheel right going around yeah, and around right. and around so i think that's probably the main thing that i would say tough it out just keep on learning keep on improving to get through there you'll always get through if you allow yourself to get through and you don't give up yeah i, like that. No, I, I dig that all right, Drew, from five years from now, man, where do you see yourself, bro? Like, what's, what's the ideal, uh, where, um, where do you see yourself? So, well, look, I've got, uh, I've got a second company um, that I'm working oh, on. Nice. So I, I actually see, to a great degree, that being a lot of our future. Like, Quantum is my baby, and I will never give that up, and I always want that to do well. Uh, the other platform has significant better opportunity. Um, I'd like to see myself in five years' time with that reaching the numbers that I, I've set for myself um, and, and that's really starting to probably turn over um, probably about 10 to 20 million a month um, mm-hmm. in terms of that platform. It's a worldwide SaaS-based pr- uh, platform, which is subscription as a service. Nice. Um, so really, yeah, I want to see myself turning over numbers of, of 10 to 20. And look, my money is not my main motivator at all. Like no. um, what I mostly get motivated from is the fact that we're building something that people are using um, and they're, they're getting value from and they're um, developing. So. I get off on that, like majorly. So, yeah. um, and look, and if I do reach those numbers and I'm reaching that goal of what I'm passionate about, look, I'm going to be making money as well. But I see myself as investing that back into to other things that Jeez. I could be doing. So, yeah. Oh, right. So, how early stages are you in the second business of yours? Uh, look, about eighteen months in. It's um, yeah, it's a startup product, a startup business, startup product. So it's been a uh, something different to what we do. So why, why down why, why down the kids. subscription? Avenue. What, why is that? What, um, because is there a particular reason why you chose that? Yeah. What? So it's a, firstly, it's a product um, that is well used around the world already. So I'm working off a worldwide platform. Um, subscription based means you're not dealing with one to one clients. People come in. It's very self service. They mm. can do everything at themselves. So even at a really low cost per month, um, with a worldwide platform, you've got massive volumes you can work after. Um, and it actually means that you're your way of doing business becomes somewhat easier mm-hmm. uh, to a degree, but there's certainly uh, a very different learning curve within that yeah. to what we do, even though it's somewhat aligned business-wise, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. 
Bro, no, that pretty much wraps up all, all my questions for today, man. And, uh, bro, truly appreciate you coming on. Eh? Yeah. To me, it was enlightening to me. Like, I, I, as I said, like a lot of these questions are selfish, really. It's just it's for me, really. <laughs> I, I, I want to dive deep into someone's mind that knows a lot more than I do. And um, I think that's really important to sort of surround yourself with people that know a lot more than you. And, 100%, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, to, to constantly, it helps you keep growing, right? That's exactly yeah, you yeah. Can well, fire ideas off people. Right, that's it. I mean, well, they say if you're the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room, eh? And yeah. then... I've been in the wrong room though my whole life, right? <laughs> Bloody hell. I don't know if it's my fault or someone else's. <laughs> but uh, for, for all those listening, man, if you guys have any sort of business questions or business-related questions, just shoot them through and um, I'll compile a list and I'll definitely be having uh, Drew, if it's all good of you, come back Absolutely. on. Absolutely, love uh, to come back on, yeah. Yeah, no, come back on and we'll, uh, and we'll just jam out. But um, but yeah, as a, again, man, thank you very much for coming on, bro. It's been a true pleasure. Welcome, and we'll thanks definitely, for having me on. No, nah, no worries, man. You get, you, everyone get used to this voice, man. You want to be like, uh, you want to be like my business sort of <laughs> consultant, man. I'll probably just get you over just to run my business soon, eh? <laughs> but again, man, thank you very much, uh, Drew. It's too good. Oh, sweet ass, brother.